think it's important to remember that, you know, we want to teach in a friendly but educational way to advise landlords of ways to run their rental property in a professional manner, yet not forgetting that they're also providing a home for those tenants. Many moons ago, when I started as a landlord, I was as green as it gets. I may have had my real estate license, but I lacked confidence and the hands-on experience needed when it came to dealing with tenants, leases, maintenance, and bookkeeping. After many failed attempts, fast forward to today, Kevin and I have doubled our doors and created an organized, professionally operated rental property business. Want to go from overwhelmed to confident? If you're an ambitious landlord or maybe one in the making, Join us as we provide strategies and teach actionable steps to help you reach your goals and the lifestyle you desire, all while building a streamlined and profitable rental property business. This is your Landlord Resource Podcast. Hi, landlords, and welcome to episode one of your Landlord Resource Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kevin. And I'm Stacy. We are both very excited to start this new venture, but before we tell you about the podcast, we wanted to talk a little about who we are and what we do and what your landlord resource is all about. Stacy and I were both born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, and besides focusing on our investment properties, Stacy has a passion for cooking and is really great at it, by the way. I do like to cook. And I love photography, and we both really love to travel. We do. I think it's it's important for you guys to know that Kevin has won contests with his photos, <laughs> right? I so one or two. Kind of cool. As far as our experience in real estate, I come from a more traditional real estate background. I was a transaction coordinator. Yeah. And let me back up a little bit here for me. In the early 2000s, my now late husband was ill. My parents and my brother wanted to start a real estate investment development company, and they asked me to join them. My brother was a contractor, and if I got my real estate license, I could handle the property management and all the transactions, which is what I did. It was a perfect opportunity for me because it allowed me time to work, but also focus on my three boys. We purchased our first multifamily. It was a sixplex in Sacramento. And we also purchased 10 acres outside of Sacramento with the plans to develop that into single-family homes. Um, unfortunately, right after we purchased, the, the market kind of <laughs> had a major downtown, downturn. My brother got sick, and then not long after that, my husband passed away. So basically, the whole business came to a standstill. But I realized through all that that I, I really enjoyed property management. And so I dove into learning all that I could about landlord-tenant relationships and the property management procedures. I took a lot of courses. I attended real estate investment and owner association meetings, and I learned from a lot of different sources. You know, so you can see there was a lot going on back then. And uh, just to make it more interesting, mm-hmm. this is where I kind of come into the picture. Stacy and I had known each other for years. Her three boys. And uh, my nephews went to the same grammar school, and I even coached them all in uh, baseball and basketball. Yeah. So, I mean, our our friends, our parents were friends prior to us ever becoming a couple. Um, 
And we all got to know each other through the school events and by attending the sports things. As the boys got older, they were on a traveling baseball team. And my parents and Kevin's parents were always along for the ride on all those all those games. So Yeah, you get, you get to know a lot about people, not just baseball games and basketball, but especially track meets. Those, <laughs> those can start early in the morning and not finish till late in the yeah, afternoon. Those were, those so were, Those uh, were long days. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's, that's kind of how our families, how we got to know each other. So fast forward a little bit to when Stacy and I started dating and what we just previously talked about, that's what made the transition really smooth. I mean, between us was fine, but it's always the meeting the parents and, you know, the, the children nerves. and all that. But everybody already knew each other. Yeah. So that part was almost seamless. Yeah, it was a little awkward, though, the first time you came to pick me oh. up for for our first date and you knock on the door and one of the boys answers and says, hi, coach. And we were both looking at each other like, oh boy. Yeah. You know, it's uh, definitely what we laugh then, but we laugh even more now about it. Yeah. It's a great story. It is. So we eventually became engaged. We're jumping a little further in. Yeah. We jump around. Um, but about this time, Stacy and I started working closely together on the property management up in the uh, sixplex in Sacramento. And that was really an eye-opener for me. I had had friends that were in the management, but actually working on it with Stacy, I knew it wasn't easy, but I also, it's a lot more than just collecting the rent and doing periodic, you know, maintenance requests. There's a lot that goes into it and you have to know it. And that's why I like to say Stacy was my original landlord resource. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, though, I kind of I learned the process backwards. Most people start with like a small single family home and, <laughs> Not and you. I jumped right into the sixplex. So I don't know At that there's a big difference between those two. Uh, and speaking of single family homes, that was the next step. The middle son was going to college up in Chico in Northern California. And in his second year, he rented a house with a couple of roommates. They were friends. And let's just say it wasn't the most, you know, positive. Oh, my Lord. I mean, unfor yeah, unfortunately, let's just say he was renting by a subpar landlord. Yes, like a window air conditioner being held up outside with a single two by four. Yeah, that was that was really bad. And, the, and he didn't have any heat in his in yeah. his in his bedroom. A couple little inconveniences. <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfect for uh, college kids. I'll yeah. still tell you that. So, you know. What we decided to do was we picked up a small house nearby for cheap. We fixed it up. The kids moved in there, obviously, after they finished out their lease. The expenses were covered by the rent that we were previously spending on his living expenses up there. And then plus the rent that we received from the two additional roommates. And we, we didn't gain a ton of income from it. But the equity has grown significantly yeah. since then, which has been great. And in addition to this property, Kevin had a farmland in the Midwest. Yeah, I had some farmland in North Dakota, where my grandmother was from. And it had been in my family for generations. And I homesteaded early 1900s, maybe yeah. even late 1800s. And it was still being used. And it was giving us passive income. And yeah. we'd, we'd get a check, you know, towards the end of the year. That was always from fun. The, Yeah, from the farming operation. But it was nice, but there was really no room for growth. And honestly, we would think about, should we invest this someplace else? And it's, it's always tar hard when you get that regular check coming in. But 
Well, we and just, I think also part of it was is that it was it was your family's sure. property from so long ago. There was an emotional yeah. attachment to it. So exactly. you had to really work through the process. Well, one of the small little aside of the people we ended up selling it to had been the family that had been farming it for right. for almost 50 years. So it almost feels in some ways like it's still in the family. Yeah. But we really wanted to start adding to our a portfolio of investment properties. So land in the area was at an all-time high. Yeah. So we kind of looked at each other and said, hey, if we're ever going to do it, this was the time. And we decided to move into what we know, which is multifamily property. So after a lot of research, <laughs> and we looked everywhere. I mean, we looked local, we looked statewide, we looked nationwide. And we finally decided on a fourplex just outside of Boise, Idaho. The middle son had just moved there. And besides being in a great investment location, which was, you know, the main reason, we also felt more confident with him being close by in case of any emergencies. Also, it doesn't hurt having a reason to visit on a regular basis. Yeah, no. And and the upside to that is that when we visit, we're able to take and expense out some of those costs, the travel and maybe the hotel and a meal or two here and there, which is always kind of nice. Sure. So we completed a 1031 exchange, which was something new to us also. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, we had to rely on a property management company. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can for sure see future podcast subjects, you know, on, on both those subjects. Oh, definitely. Um, for that. So, I mean, I think that's going to be great. Let me touch a minute on your landlord resource. For those of you who are not familiar with it, let me tell you a little bit about how we got it started. We're going to go back to the pandemic. We had a lot of time at home with the three boys. We were contemplating our life and our purpose and where we see ourselves in our future and and our retirement. You know, we're we're not young spring chickens anymore, so that was something we needed to kind of start thinking about. At the same time, my my brother passed away. My parents were deep into retirement and they wanted to unload the their properties. So we picked up the the sixplex in Sacramento and now own that. We also have several family members who own rental properties. And after having conversations with family members and other landlords, we kind of started, you know, we were giving them a lot of advice and we kind of started thinking, gosh, we really we kind of really know this. Maybe we maybe there's other people who need help with basic concepts about owning rental properties. You mean like the two-page lease and the handshake deals weren't cutting it? No. We had a family member. Seriously. No, seriously. We had a family member. I thought I thought Kevin was going to have a heart attack when he said that his lease was only two pages long. And I know that there's some of you out there that still use that, but there are easily I mean, our lease our leases are are quite long. So we'll just we'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll And one thing kind of jump in here too. We are in California, so it's, you know, very regulated. For better or worse in some cases, but yeah, we really have to be on top of things. And that's not to say, because just federal regulations, you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. And and then we said even more so in a state like California, where you got to make sure all your T's are crossed and I's are dotted to make sure you're doing things right. Yeah. I mean, I think the lease that he was using was, was, was pre-2000s. It was mm -hmm. something he got. So 
that was that was kind of crazy. But anyway, so that's kind of what gave us the idea to start your landlord resource. Your landlord resource is targeted towards rental property owners who need advice or guidance on how to self-manage their investment properties. So we started a blog, your and it's on yourlandlordresource.com. Nearly 50 blogs have been written specifically on landlord forward subjects and topics. We're also on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. We have a small private Facebook group for landlords who want to ask us questions. We do our best to answer quickly. We're pretty, usually our our, our responses are sometimes long because we have to try to explain everything. And now we have a podcast. So, And the reason for the podcast, it just gives us another media outlet for getting our tips and information out there. We use a lot of the subject matter of our blogs, and then we can enhance them with everyday examples and stories. I think that really adds to just the, you know, the black and white. A lot of times you can just see on a page. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's important to remember that, you know, we want to teach in a friendly but educational way to advise landlords of ways to run their rental property in a professional manner, yet not forgetting that they're also providing a home for those tenants. And we also realize that people digest information in a variety of ways. I mean, we love, we do a lot of reading and research, but we're big podcast people too. We are. Whether it's, you know, driving around town or, you know, the hour and a half drive, especially up to our property in Sacramento. We, we go through quite a few podcasts. Yeah. And even if you read maybe one of the blogs and then you kind of hear a podcast on it, it kind of reinforces or, like you said, the stories enhance what, you yeah, are, the what you've already read. The personal experiences, yeah. So a little bit about the podcast, your Landlord Resource Podcast will be dropping once a week. We would appreciate you adding it to your podcast library, either by subscribing or following, you know, depending on what platform you use, Apple, Spotify, there's a variety of others. Anything else, Stace? Yeah, we have a free newsletter. It's called Landlord Weekly. If you sign up for that, then each week we email you tips and landlord-specific articles, links to our blogs and a link to this podcast now. And a bonus is when you sign up, you get two of our free downloads, how to place your ideal tenant, and then also our top five pre-screening questions we always ask and why we ask them. The link to subscribe will be in the show notes. Okay, and be sure to join us next week as we talk about tenant retention and things you can do to avoid turnovers and vacancies. Yeah, I mean, this is really important, especially during these times. The Many markets, the rents are actually going down. So placing new tenants can be challenging. So you really want to work on trying to keep who you have in place, especially if they're a good tenant. Okay, so that's a wrap on episode one. Ooh. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, it did. <laughs> okay, so for my co-host, Stacy, I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening and take care. Till next time. Bye.